Got a deal for you this morning, AJ McCall on VFX. Just AJ today, and apparently the Egg McMuffin at McDonald's turns 50 years old. So today you can get them for the original price of 63 cents for breakfast hours. Of course, it's 6 to 10.30 to everyone's inconvenience as it is. And yeah, Egg McMuffin's great. That's wonderful. And it got me thinking, man, more places should do sales and celebrations this way. I don't know any of the history on it. I have to go back and look at it. But I mean, seriously, the start of real estate, houses for sale like they were 50 years ago. Oh, my gosh. I would take houses for sale like they were 10 years ago. Gasoline got to be the one everyone's talking about. We did Thanksgiving. It's going on. We got another one coming up tomorrow, right? Uh, The ability to go back and buy gas for what it was, what, six months ago, year and a half ago? Would love that. The question is, am I really missing anything? Because I figured gas was 100% going to be the first answer because everybody's talking about how it's gotten so expensive, and I feel you. You're not wrong. But the question is, is there something beyond the obvious? That one is obvious. I thought, okay, let me think about real estate, and I don't know how you would necessarily celebrate that. If I can get, I can get more picky about my technology. i tell you what, though. Actually, now I think that this is this is my adult brain kicking in. If there was one thing that I wish would go back to some kind of anniversary price that I could buy on basically cheaper, right? What do you want cheaper? Stock, 100% stock, right? McCall and I were having a conversation about it yesterday. We have become adults because we discussed the stock that we purchase as we try to invest in our future. Yes, somewhere (laughs) stock go back just for a day so I can load up on it and do it. Every time we have one of those scenarios where it's like, would you go back in time or not? And McCall says she doesn't want to change her answer. I'm always like, ah, man, if I could just go back and just load up on, on Facebook or Google, or any of those things set for life, it would be the best. That would be the anniversary sale. But let us celebrate what we have, I suppose. Um, today, breakfast time, 63 cents egg McMuffins. McDonald's selling them that way to celebrate their 50-year anniversary. Uh, staring at screens, apparently a huge problem. In fact, a majority of people have had to skip major things just because they stared at their screens. What's wrong? Is it sucking our brains out? Maybe a little bit. Is it possible I found the reason that I'm flying solo today beforehand? Look, let's not speculate. We hope that McCall feels better. AJ and McCall at VFX. AJ by himself today. But... I happened to stumble across yesterday, which I thought was really funny because McCall is tries to be responsible and sets those um, those safety locks, like the child locks, right, where you can set limitations, right, where you're only on certain apps, you're only on screen time. She tries to set them. Sometimes she blows through them. And producer Butters asked her yesterday, why is that the case? And she just, you know, scolded him because she was like, hey, leave me alone. But it starts to get interesting when you find out, according to a new poll, 54% of people have skipped either work or school because of eye strain, which is caused mostly by staring at screens all day. Now, don't get me wrong. I was not feeling well on Monday and a migraine. You surround yourself with computers, which, let's be honest, like most sit-down jobs, most jobs, you're going to have some form of screen to be looking at, whether it's emails, whatever. I feel you. But I was like, I, I, when you say 54% of people have skipped work or school because of eye strain... If it's cumulative, like one day you just get a terrible migraine, you can't do it. Okay, that's fair. I just picture someone just like they were at home, they were doing their their work thing, they were watching movies, playing video games, looking at their phone, watching TikToks, whatever it was, and then they were like, man, I just, I'm not feeling it now. You know, I can't make it. I'm out. Call man, I'm out. That's how it comes across to me. Apparently, though, on average, it causes people to miss or cancel six things a year. 
which, you know, good or bad, sometimes it's convenient to have that built-in excuse. Uh, 51% of people, that's there's another argument for you. 51% of people watch with the max brightness on their phone. I get in this argument all the time with producer Butters because I have mine turned down. Now, don't get me wrong. If there's a glare, it's obnoxious because, like, if I go outside, I got to turn it way up to be able to see it. And I'm not going to say I was health conscious whatsoever. It just doesn't bug me to have it turned down. I don't know if that's good, bad, or otherwise for our eyes, but it sounds like by this, max brightness, not doing you any favors. So maybe, just maybe, I will say I adopted that from a call. I try not to look at my phone first thing when I get up. I try to like go through at least some semblance of a routine before I blast myself in the face with the blue screen. Maybe try that. Maybe. Because I tell you, your bosses find out you're missing work because of too much screen time. I don't think that's going to go well. Unfortunately, it would fit in with what we got into a little bit yesterday, selling some of the AJ lowlights in terms of the mistakes that potentially... If they didn't go your way, could have got you fired. Well, some listeners had some good stories, mostly about phones, ironically enough. We're back to them. What if uh, things didn't go your way or maybe they didn't go your way? Did you maybe mess up at work and potentially got yourself in trouble fearing a lack of employment? AJ and McCall for the Automatrix Group debated eight, lived through some of the AJ lowlights of the AJ and McCall show already on VFX. Uh, Jenny, what's your story? Uh, The year was about 1985. I was about 18, 19 years old, worked at a dry cleaners. I was married, we had one car. When my husband at the time came to pick me up, when we, I walked up the store, went to the car, it wouldn't start. He walked to the gas station next door, tried to call his father for advice on how to repair the car. That pay phone wouldn't work. Therefore, we, he said, why don't you just open the store and let me use the phone there to call my father. I was against that idea, but we did it nonetheless. And then the owner of the dry cleaners received a bill, which had a long distance charge of, I don't know, I'm going to guess $2 plus or minus a dollar, very low, but long distance charge, which they were not happy about. Man, that takes me back. I used to call my dad collect all the time. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> My mom was basically like, if you got to call collect, don't. <laughs> oh, that is. It makes me think because people used to say that all the time, right? Like uh, people you used to go to hotels or whatever and you would say it's like no long distance phone calls. That, mm-hmm. that takes me back. Mm-hmm. Hopefully two bucks was not enough to get you on the outskirts. I mean, I hope they didn't think like uh, this chick, she's coming in here and just freaking, freaking, uh, uh, Calling everyone, calling all over the country. Mm-hmm. Two bucks, it was like nothing. Um, let us do a Lauren's story. Lori, Lauren, what uh, happened for you? I worked for a developer of a large franchise company, and I was working with a specific franchisee who had lots of questions. So I called him to leave a voicemail to walk him through the situation. And when I hung my phone up, I said, gosh, you stupid MFR. And then as soon as I looked down, I realized that the voicemail was still recording. So I tried to delete it, but my screen on my phone was completely frozen. So I left this really sweet voicemail followed by you stupid MFR. I then had to go into my boss's office and tell him what I had done. Mm. (laughs) Mm, That's bad. I don't know what to tell you. That sucks. 
Text text messages is what do me with this, but because my my brother and my dad are notorious for not hanging up the phone when we get off the phone call, so I've gotten really good at being like, nope, <laughs> hang up, <laughs> just to, just out of habit. Not that I'm gonna say anything about them necessarily, but I could get, but you know, check like, and done. <laughs> um, one button finished. One one button. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, and uh, Laura, what is your story? I actually had an incident at work where my boss had just chewed me out really badly, and I texted my husband, venting, and I, when I looked back up to see at my messages, I noticed that I had actually sent the message to my boss calling, saying my boss is such a freaking a-hole, and I can't stand him, and I just was mortified. I swear I thought I was going to get fired. I immediately went running to my manager's office. I think I had one shoe on because I was fixing my other one. And I'm running to my manager's office with one shoe. And my boss calls while I'm trying to explain everything that happened. She took me out of her office while she was talking to the boss. And I ended up not getting fired simply because I was texting my husband. He he was he said if I would have texted it to a coworker, I would have been fired. But because it was my husband... It was, he let it go, and it was never talked about again. Interesting. Phone's the banes of everyone existed uh, yeah. for this one whole thing. I don't think I've had a work one where I've been like, ah, uh, oh, oh. Mm. Yikes. Mm-mm. Just, just double check. Uh, good news. You didn't get fired. That's great. I don't think anyone would take too kindly to be insulted that way. So great. Check your emails, your text messages, and your phone calls is the moral of this debate at eight. Actually, uh... <laughs> I wouldn't call it so much uh, should have gotten me fired, just more my own idiocy comes to mind now. I uh, got promoted at one of my first jobs, and I still had to talk to my former boss that I now was on equal level with. And they tried to keep communications up with between the two of us, even though nobody could stand her because she was just a jerk or whatever. But I got told I needed to let her know something. So I wrote one of those, here is blah, 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 because so-and-so told me to. And then I I had not put in the little title, like autofill in it. So I typed it out and I misspelled it, to which our boss's boss replied back. It was like, AJ, you spell it this way. I felt like such an idiot because I was trying to do it as like a point of defiance. And then I absolutely screwed it up. So just yet again, you know. Double check everything. <sighs> I know what you're thinking, AJ, if you're able to do Florida not when McCall's not there, why can't you just look at the story she uses each day when you're on the other side? Doesn't work that way. AJ McCall, AJ by himself, Florida not on VFX. Just three are released today, and those are the three we get. And you got to be the one that has the stories. Just it's the way it works. So, story number one uh, a town spent $150,000 to clean up a beach of, that was covered in trash, and then immediately. Dumped it back in the ocean. Story number two, a lawyer bragged he can think like a criminal, got busted for dealing drugs. And story number three, a woman tried to escape from jail using just the wire from her bra. Ocean, criminal thinking lawyer, kind of Florida, I'm going to be, look, I'm going to tell you, that one suspected. And then a woman tried to escape from jail using just the wire from her bra. Maybe, maybe creative. We'll find out when we hear the full story. I'm always paranoid when I'm the one doing Florida Not, AJ flying solo for the AJ McCall show on VFX today because, like, I have once upon a time just flat out given the answer without realizing I did and worries me. So you're going to have to bear with me, Kevin, because I may end up giving you some hints, but I'm going to try and get through this, all right? Oh, 
Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin. Uh, story number one, my man. So one town community got fed up with uh, their beach looking disgusting. So they spent $150,000 to clean up trash. They got it all picked up, cigarette butts, small plastic, all that. Then they turned around, and what did they do? They dumped it in the ocean. Apparently, it's better to look good than actually feel good. Halfway there, Kevin. Halfway there. (laughs) (laughs) A story number two. There was a, uh, a lawyer who famously claimed that he can think just like a criminal and uh, was in, because of that, he's able to get through and, and be such a good lawyer. Well, it turns out, unfortunately for him, he got caught selling and distribu- distributing hundreds of pounds of marijuana and is it facing at least five years in prisons now. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, he could think like a criminal because he was one. He's a criminal. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. It's actually, ironically, one of those cases where something didn't age well because the whole line started, I guess, back in 2014 where he used a, a commercial ad and ran the line, I can think like a criminal. Yeah, apparently because he was wow. hobnobbing with him in his off time. <laughs> <laughs> and story number three, a woman who was in jail got caught because she was trying to bust out using just the wire from her bra. Apparently, she was in jail because she uh, was being held for a DUI, now include uh, attempted escape, which is a felony. The 59-year-old woman was arrested for a DUI on Halloween. She was thrown in a holding cell, so then she removed the metal wiring from her bra and used numerous scrape marks to scrape the glass on the bottom of the door. She tried to make a key to pick her way out. Wow. (laughs) MacGyver, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's clever. Uh, yeah, you know, in all honesty, uh, it, it is. I mean, I, you would, I don't know. I, I don't know how realistic the shows are. I was going to say, it is clever and attempt. It's not, it's not the stupidest thing we've definitely heard. That's for sure. It, it does add to her, uh, her jail time now. So the question is, Kevin, though, I, f- I feel bad because normally I'd be able to help you. Story one, two, or three, which one do you think is from Florida? Hmm. I don't know. The ocean one makes sense geographically. Right. Um, lawyers being a little shady, I don't know if that's a Florida thing exclusively. Hmm. Which one do you absolutely not want me to pick now that you're not on <laughs> Well, I would say I would say for story number one, you know, there are ocean. It, there's a lot of places that could be just just FYI, you know, because you got United States, Europe, Africa. So that doesn't necessarily mean it's United States. Just just you know, if I could if I could provide some <laughs> feedback for you. You know, I think I might want to go with the lawyer on this one. It's a solid choice. Um, unfortunately, Kevin, that guy is actually in Pittsburgh. Ah, I know, buddy. Man. I, I, it kills me. It kills me because I, I just, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, all right, let's talk through this. Let's figure it out. To be honest with you, number two was my initial instinct too. Kevin, I want you to yeah. promise me, though, that you will call back in because just because you didn't win today doesn't mean you can't play again before the month is over. Awesome. Want to make us Thanksgiving special? I, I gotta be. I'm terrified doing Florida or not because I like Kevin's asking me, and I'm like, okay, I, I'll give you a little bit. You see, right? The, the fighting, but unfortunately, Kevin does not win Florida not on VFX. Bonus Florida not a, a friend of McCall and I's who works in the same profession. Well, something nice happened to them the other day. They uh, got their food delivered in a prime timely manner. Unfortunately, you watch the security footage, and uh, well, something else also got dropped off, and it just was not not good. Bonus Florida not for you next. Good news, it was in California. It's a minute away. One of the top gadget gifts that's uh, desired this year is a doorbell camera. And we've seen, I think, probably a a compilation of fails or funny things that have happened in them. And 
I asked the homeowners of the, the VFX staff, call them producer butters, would you want one? And they both said, no, they don't want one. And I can kind of get it. You don't want to interact. Producer butters not wanting to interact with people more was pretty funny. But then you might miss a couple things. There's that whole story going around that, that I heard about Halloween time of the lady banging on people's doors. I think one person happened to get some footage of it, and it turned out it looked like it was, a, I think, a group of people trying to uh, figure out who was home and who wasn't. Well, uh, in uh, a fellow of ours who uh, works, a friend of McCall and I's who works in L.A., uh, well, their security camp footage caught something else. DoorDash came to drop off some food. They got that. Everything was great, right? Then as the driver left, went back to the security camp finish to find out, well, apparently door, the DoorDash driver needed to use the bathroom and decided to drop off in the trash can, which, ah, uh, ah, uh, they had a serious mess of lobby. It was only going back and finding that. Look, thank goodness so they could bust who it was because absolutely disgusting. Why? Why would you do that? I. So the funny thing is, I don't know what it's worth, and I don't want to be selfish about this, but apparently, so they refunded her order, gave her a twenty uh, $20 credit, and returned her tip. So, like, everything she got back at a $20 credit. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, DoorDash had nothing to do with that dude making that decision to drop a deuce in the trash can, but, like, we're done. We're 100% done. Like, I'm not using you anymore because... Uh, I was out at JBS yesterday for the remote, right? That wind blows the right way, and you catch some of that whiff of that stuff. Like, oh, pass. Can you imagine? You're in your building. Like, you ain't going to ever unsee that. Dude, just draw right in the trash can. It's a huge mess. You had to go back and find it, watch the guy pop a squat. I'm, we're done. $20 ain't going to win me over. Like, a $20, like, that's nothing. That is nothing for a food order. Ugh, people, man. Kind of makes it like it's a set rule. I get in arguments with I have family that are just they're terrible tippers. I don't like going out to eat with them. My brother and I talk about it all the time. Like, we're pretty sure someone is spitting your food just because you've antagonized them to that point. But like the the DoorDash thing is like the extreme of that, right? Because you don't know. You don't know who's driving your food. I'm not and I'm not saying I'm sure it's a vast, vast majority are good. You get that one and you have no idea. There's a, there's enough stories out there, people doing weird stuff, drinking drinks, eat the food. Like, eh. Just not someone else to handle your food who maybe's having a bad day or you did something wrong. Uh, pass. Pass is all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> apparently the superhero thing that everyone could do, the fastest thing the human body can do is this. And I got to tell you, of course that one was a bad one. I got to tell you, uh, I think science grossly underestimates how fast I can jump to conclusions or doubt myself. Ironically enough, because I've been talking about nerddom all day on my TikTok this morning, AJ call on VFX, uh, AJ flied solo. Uh, this all started because if, if you've seen Avengers Endgame, or Infinity War, excuse me, uh, spoiler alerts, you right snap with the Infinity Gauntlet. Well, this whole thing started because someone called foul because you can't actually snap like that in gloves is what they said. And the study then looked at whether or not there were gloves that were made of different materials which would help snap, and the answer is no, skin is perfect for that. What really got interesting, though, is that the nerdom and the study combined and found out that the fastest thing the human body can do is snap, which I feel like, I mean, I think that's fastest externally, right? Because I feel like, like, heartbeats, the blinks, there's got to be something else. And then immediately I was like, well, that's just not even true. Like, I can jump to conclusions like nobody's business. I can immediately doubt myself like nobody's business. I can freak myself out like nobody's business. There's no way. 
Apparently, it takes seven milliseconds to snap your fingers is what the study found. That's about three times faster than a baseball pitcher's arm moving when they release the ball and 20 times faster than the blink of an eye. Oh, all right. Well, if I read further, I would have found that out. Maybe I'm wrong then. I just feel like, you know, if someone, if, if someone immediately like texts me right now, hey, uh, later we need to talk. I think I can get to panic and dread in less than seven milliseconds. I'm going to be honest. I think I can. I, <laughs> I think if I... Uh, I'll get into this a little bit. If I try to eat plastic, story to come, I think I can get to you're an idiot faster than seven milliseconds. I think science skipping out a little bit here on a couple of things that are a little bit faster than snapping the fingers, but maybe I'm crazy. I'm going to keep the joke going. 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX, something faster you could do metaphorically than snapping fingers. I would say, like, if I see a bag of Skittles or a bag of my favorite Doritos, I can demolish them in less than seven milliseconds. It's giving myself too much credit. But the entire bag over the course, like, it's going to be gone. It's just flat out going to happen. There's no doubt about that. And that's why the the best strategy I've ever found for weight loss or trying to eat healthy is just don't buy it. If it's not in the house, you can't buy it. My plastic story. Legit, you ever had a moment where you think to yourself, All right, that's the sign. My day is over. I need to be done. I had one yesterday, and luckily, it only came from attempting to eat plastic as opposed to actually eating plastic. Ever have one of those moments where something just happens and your brain goes, all right, that's it. We're done for the day. That was the sign. AJ recalled VFX. AJ flied solo. Uh, McCall sick today. That happened to me yesterday. And it, you, you wish just your brain react just a little bit quicker and then maybe would have saved the whole thing and it still could have been your sign to be done with the date. But yesterday I was out broadcasting live. I was at uh, JBS. And uh, someone was nice enough to bring uh, Carolina, who was out there broadcasting live as well on our, our sister station, the Wand Station, uh, brought her tamales. And she's a lovely individual, so she shared. So tamales uh, come uh, wrapped in usually, I think it's like a corn husk, right? This one, of course, protected because it was cold outside. They were delivering them, you know, put your hands on or whatever, in plastic. I kid you not, Carolina, it went, Carolina asking me, do you want a tamale? I say, yes. She hands it to me, and then I immediately put it in my mouth. And I have no explanation. Because then everyone's like, you've had tamales before, right, AJ? I was like, yeah, I lived in New Mexico for a year. I've, of course, had them before. I have no excuse. Because I was immediately, I didn't even try to play it off. I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'm done. And you can see the video. I posted the aftermath, not me eating it. Because obviously my brain couldn't catch it in time. But I posted the aftermath. And you could see the, the plastic with teeth marks in it. Thank goodness I didn't actually eat corn husk or plastic. But that's not for lack of trying. But I just uh, I was like, okay, that's a sign. I was talking to some people last night. Like, clearly, AJ, you're done. And then, no surprise, I was in bed by like 8.30 last night. I was like, I'm done. My brain just told me that we are not working well today. My day is over. That was my sign yesterday that the day was done. And uh, pretty much at that point, it was. I <laughs> finished out without injuring anybody or saying anything stupid. The work that I had to do, I went home and got whatever I needed prep for today done. And then I just went to bed. And that was the extent of it. <sighs> Again, you can see it. The aftermath of me trying to eat plastic. And it, it, it's it's that like filmy plastic that like, you know, burritos come on and it's not very thick sometimes and you can like see through it if there's enough grease. It's that. Like it's notably plastic. There was no way to think it was anything else. I again, I again am just an idiot. It's on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Try not to make a fool of yourself when it comes to food or topic of conversation with Thanksgiving, right? A week from today. And uh, 
I saw the other day that apparently dress code is a thing. I, can't, I think I saw it on Facebook. Somebody was uh, having an argument among their family members as opposed to what the dress code should be. Is there a dress code when it comes to Thanksgiving? And, you know, it's a family get-together. Everybody's probably going to want to take at least one picture. So I can understand the concept, but no, right? Just absolutely not. It just fundamentally doesn't fit what you're trying to accomplish. When it comes to Thanksgiving... I wouldn't say dress code optional. I think there's flat out not a dress code. AJ McCall at VFX, AJ and I fly solo. I, I found it. It was a friend of mine on Facebook. So they were talking about how when they grew up, everybody in their family dressed up. And I feel like if I remember correctly, my mom was like that too. And I guess someone made a comment since it's post-COVID or post-2020 at least that maybe they should do something a little bit nicer for Thanksgiving this year since more people are going to be able to get together. And it's, it sparked this discussion slash really argument in their family. And I thought, okay, I'm trying to think back. What is the case? And I got to tell you, the answer is unequivocally no. 100% no. Before we jump into that, we got Kevin on the phone. And Kevin, let's just start with, uh, before you even get into that, man, what are you even doing for Thanksgiving? Like, what are your plans? I work at a place where I cook for others on Thanksgiving, so oh. I'm just going to provide a meal for others. Well, you know what? I'm glad I asked. Kudos to you. You're doing the Lord's work there, my man. Um, hey, thanks. When you What's get up, guys? <laughs> when you get together with uh, your family and friends to celebrate as you will, is there a dress code for you? Nope. Has there ever been a dress code for you growing up? No, I I jam it up a lot of the time. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I feel like when I was a kid, my mom tried to instill one, but it doesn't make any sense, right? Because at the end of the day, doesn't everybody like unsnap the pants or whatever or you wear elastic, oh, yeah. like you're talking about? Because you're gonna roll out of the house. Yeah, <laughs> you got to be comfy. One hundred percent. I'm there to scarf, not there to look good. <laughs> That's right. I'm with you. Okay, so what Kevin said, because like. I feel like people are more upset when you leave Thanksgiving if you haven't stuffed your plate than based on what you look like. And I say that because uh, before I moved to Utah, I went to three Thanksgivings that year. I went to my dad's, I went to my mom's, and I went to my uh, sister-in-law's families. And one was the night before, and then two were on Thursday. And tried to pace myself, because I ain't trying to vomit. Like, that's not going to go well for Thanksgiving. So we went to the mother-in-law's, or my sister-in-law's one first. So I like had like a plate and then I went to my dad's a little bit later in the day and I tried to have like a plate. That was it. And then you, you get the side because people are like, what are you doing eating like three fourths of a plate? Because you're supposed to pile that on. Like there's not supposed to be place for your rolls when you eat Thanksgiving. It's supposed to sit on top. And I'm like, I'm, I can't make it. I can't do it, guys. I had to go to three Thanksgivings. I'm not going to make it. And now you want me to dress up nice on top of that? No. I'm already stuffed and uncomfortable wobbling around. Two, it's not going to look nice because I'm going to spill something on it. And three, who honestly is paying attention? Unless you get the picture beforehand, in which case, in my family, there's plenty of time because Thanksgiving is in this weird time, like sort of between lunch and dinner, but you don't eat anything during the day because there's going to be way too much food anyway. So you like fast while being gluttonous all in the same day. It's an amazing experience. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's a weird combination of sins. But that's how it goes. And so I say 100% not. Tell me if I'm crazy. On our Instagram story, Utah's VFX shared the poll of the day. Just very simply, is there a dress code for Thanksgiving? Yes or no? While you're voting, again, poll of the day, Utah's VFX on our Instagram story. Pinned to the top of our Facebook page, also Utah's VFX. 
Tell us which parking job is the worst. Going to get some more cracks in on them because they're the last entry into the tournament for this year. AJ and I flying solo with the AJ McCall Show on VFX. Wishing McCall well. And make sure you vote for Parknarks because, uh, one, it's your democratic duty. Two, it is cleaning up the valley and, frankly, ahead of the holiday season when you like people to not park like jack wagons so you can get in and out to wherever you need to go. I had a thought about nominee number two. So nominee number one is no pass, no problem. We've seen this. I don't know what the fascination is, but apparently in Cache Valley, terrible parkers, they love them, those stripy rectangles that are designated for uh, special need people to have the extra space, right, to back up, to, to drop ramps, whatever it is. Nominee number one, right at the front of the store, left wheels, special needs spot, right wheel, stripy rectangle, no pass, they're not supposed to be there. I had a thought about nominee number two. Because they're parked in like six different spots. And I think, I think that is either like a huge store, like a Walmart or a mall worker. And the reason I think that is because when I, once upon a time, I worked in a mall. And you would think they would give mall workers passes. And maybe they've changed that. And if so, I hope so. But like when I worked there, I didn't. So heaven forbid you had to work an afternoon shift. Because then you're just at your druthers to figure it out. And it's a royal pain in that because it's a mall. No one's going to give up their spot. So you're trying to figure it out, whatever, and you drive. And so I think nominee number two is someone who, for whatever reason, got called back into work, had to wander over there, and was just like, whatever, I'm just going to park it. and I don't care. Figure it out. I don't even want to be here right now. And they're just happy to take up as many spots as possible because it's just such, such an obnoxious thing trying to sort it out any other time. I got a parking ticket once. No, I got a warning. I, I got a warning because uh, the store I worked in luckily had like this little loading space we could drive up to for the trucks or whatever. So like if I had to run in and grab something, I'd park my car there, just run in the back door and come in. But the mall cops, right, because full of power, had to be like, hey, you can't park. I'm like, I'm here for two minutes. I work here. Just like there's not going to be a fire. It's fine. I'm literally running in and out. And I know safety hazard or whatever, AJ. You can never know. But like it's just that's what it is. I think it's a mall worker freaked out. I'm not saying you can't vote for him. I'm just making comment. I feel like it clicked with me all of a sudden, once upon a time working in a mall myself, that that's what it is. They can never find a parking spot. They got called back into work in the middle of the night. They don't want to be there. And they were just like, whatever. I'm taking up six spots. I'm here. Stop me. See for yourself. Pin to the top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Tomorrow we'll tally up all the votes. We'll find out who's the worst parker in Cache Valley. That is the last entry all the voted worst parkers will be in a tournament to find the worst parker of 2021 before the year is over. And that's not to say Park Narc stops. We've got some entries that have come in uh, already this week. Continue, if you see bad parking, to safely take a picture and you can send it to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our Instagram, Utah's VFX. A friend came up with a term they use to describe uh, a special kind of anxiety. I don't think it's new. Maybe she's coined the phrase. We'll decide for ourselves and hopefully not be dealing with any of it. And then, well, we're going to avoid some of that anxiety because, man, I'm going to spill the secrets. List was put together of the texts that scare off men most. Breaking them all down. What does your day look like? Got a couple things planned, maybe a little bit busy, maybe some meetings, trying to wrap a couple things up before you get into the weekend. We get into the holidays. AJ Knight, Flying Solo, AJ McCall on VFX. McCall out sick today. I asked because it's so a friend of ours, mutual friend of McCall and I's, apparently has coined this term that has started to catch on in her workplace. And the term she said is called future anxiety. So, so here's an example. So I have two meetings today. 
going to take my wife to the airport right after the second meeting. I'm anxious about this because the meetings aren't really necessary because I'd also like to get the lawn mode before I have to get my wife to the airport. The question is like, what is your future anxiety? And I've never heard the phrase before, so credit where credit is due to Lauren. She can have all the credit in the world for coining the phrase, but I feel like the experience isn't anything new, right? Because like, Heck, how many people have not lost a night of sleep because you thought about what's coming up? We got the holidays next week, right? So you're going to want to button everything down. And the days off are great when you're in them. Going into them, though, you got to button everything down to make sure everything's taken care of because the last thing you want is to get into the holidays and then you get a phone call. And you got to come back into work and deal with all that stuff. So, like, future anxiety, I think, is 100% not a new sensation phrase coined. And the question would be, what's giving you future anxiety? And I hope at this point, after McCall and I harped and harped and harped and harped on the fact that Thanksgiving is a week from today, that uh, if you were going to be responsible for cooking, if you're going to be responsible for any of that, you might have gotten out ahead because who knows, the shortages have been super, super duper weird in terms of what has gone missing at whatever time. But I think that the, the other thing is uh, about future anxiety, we all 100% experience it. Like if I got a busy day, like a, you know, I do my podcasts or whatever, and I know I got to do a podcast. I'm filling in here. I got to do this for the show. I, I there, there are days, it's happened recently, where I just can't turn my brain off and I, I can't sleep at night. But the other thing is, uh, actually, my girlfriend Ashley shared it. It's one of those little flow charts, and it was based on um, uh, based salt problem solving. The, the question was, is do you have a problem? And then it split two ways, and basically it was, do you have – uh, something you can do about it? Yes, don't worry about it. Is there anything you can do about it? No, don't worry about it, which is, I think, a great way to combat future anxiety. Yeah, you're going to freak out about getting all this stuff done, but uh, you can if you, you can either do something about it, in which case, great, you got a solution, you got a plan of attack, or you can't, in which case, well, unfortunately, it's out of your hands, and then there's, you know, it's wasting energy worrying about it. Don't drive yourself nuts about something you can't control. Credit, again, to Lauren for creating the term, coining the term future anxiety. But anxiety, I think, has always existed and we all share it all the time. What's that joke? Um, humans are just cucumbers with anxiety because of how much water we own. That. It's 100% that. Speaking of future anxiety, though, a list was put together of the texts that women are not supposed to send men because it'll scare them off. Well, let's go through them and figure out once and for all whether that's legit or not or if it's just been some kind of cover overall for fellas to cover up emotions, etc. Communication between men and women is entirely different. There's no denying that. And so I think that, uh, I want to say majority, but a big part of the hang-up, I think, is that, uh, you know, you got to get lost in how you communicate. AJ McCall at VFX, AJ Knight solo for the debate today, McCall sick. Like, a prime example is uh, one of the differences, I think, between my girlfriend and I. And I don't think this is specific necessarily to men and women, but I don't think I'm far off. I internalize a lot of stuff that I'm dealing with. I Going through therapy, I think, gave me the mental tools to go through and process stuff that I'm dealing with in a way that, because I, 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 when I was a kid, I used to, I had to go to therapy for uh, emotional support because I would lash out. And so going as an adult, I think one of the things I, one of the biggest things I took away was that I had the ability to mentally go through, like I withdraw, go through, process all of that, and then deal with it and get it in a way that I can communicate effectively about it. My girlfriend, when she has an issue, she wants to talk about all of it right away. And it's a difference between the both of us because like, I want to sort through it, get to the conclusion, and then here's what's bothering me. Here's why I'm upset. All of that as opposed to 
talking through it right at that moment. So, like, it's a difference in communication between two of us. So I stumbled across this list someone put out of the the text that you're not supposed to send men because it'll scare them away. Like, one of them is the stalker text. Don't bring up something he's done by himself that you saw on his socials without him mentioning it to you first. And I got to say, it, a little, it, it that one hit or miss. Because, like, if you're in a relationship, I don't think it's as big a deal. Talking to someone, yeah, I think it can kind of scare. But I think that's natural for anyone because, like, you, you, I think your brain immediately snaps back to, like, what's going on. Remember, I was seeing a girl in college that we'd just kind of been talking for a little bit, and she Googled me, which, you know, whatever. I mean, if you ever want to be amazed, type your own name into Google and see what comes up. And she talked about, I, I won an award at work or something, and she she talked about it. And I just hadn't brought it up because it was so nuanced and minuscule. And I was like, how do you know that? And she kept doing it, and she was getting a chuckle out of it, and it freaked me out. And I think the reason why is you're like, okay, what is going on? Because... The, the game of dating, at least back and forth, is I think you try to reveal bits and pieces of yourself in segments so not to scare people off as you test out the water so no one wants it, – it, it's a defense mechanism. Nobody wants to get hurt. You don't want to jump the gun. So I totally I totally get that. Uh, one that I, I think is complete garbage is the what are we text. Um, if that one, scare off guys, yes. Reason why is because, in all honesty, just don't want to answer the question. Like, if it feels like, I'll say in defense of guys, if you've had the conversation and he feels like he's put a label on it, it can get be somewhat tedious. But ultimately, I think that one is just a cover for guys because they just don't want to answer the question. And I've been there. I've been like, what are we? We're just seeing how things go. Probably, if you're feeling pretty strongly about it and you want to know, you want clarification just so you know and how he feels and responds, you can ask. And maybe it'll, and I think it does scare men away, but I think it's a it's a baloney reason to do so because you're just asking them to be mature with their feelings. And let me be honest, growing up, I don't think a lot of us handling that way. Uh, the why aren't you answering test text? I think that one goes across the board. That goes for guys and girls. Nobody wants to to deal with that. Like I think now, especially post pandemic, I think everyone has just found that the, the we need to pull back and unwind a little bit, right? Nobody wants to hear a why aren't you answering because you just. You need to just take a step back. You you went to work. You went to the bathroom. You made something to eat. You got a phone call. You put your phone down. You just decided not to look at it for a second. There's a bevy of reasons. And the why aren't you answering, I feel like it's telling anyone to calm down. Like if they're not answering, uh, there's probably a reason behind it. It's like telling someone who's upset to calm down. It's going to go the complete opposite. You're just going to set them off, and now they're not going to want to answer anymore. I'm bored text. I think also goes both ways. Last one. Because, like, Great. Like, it's not a conversation starter. It's one of the biggest things. I have family members who I get so upset with because, like, they won't text me, and then I, they, they'll complain to me I don't hear from them. And then I said, well, you could have texted me and reached, re- reached out to me because I didn't hear from you either. And they're like, no, 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 you didn't text me. It's like in their mind they established the, the parameters, and since I didn't follow, I lose. But I'm like, you could have engaged in it. The I'm bored thing is the same thing. You're not solving anything. Just come up, start a conversation, and magically I think you'll figure it out or say, hey, you know, I got nothing going on right now. Let's let's make up plans. Just saying I'm bored is like, I'm not going to contribute. Please solve all these problems for me. And again, I think that goes both ways. So I think a lot of these texts, I think it's applicable to both guys and girls. And on top of that, I think most of them, a fair amount of them are just covers for guys to kind of just wallow in our own immaturity when it comes to text messages. Oh, goody.
We all know what Carol Baskins did, right? But she didn't stop her from coming out with her own theories to where her husband magically went. Everyone knows what happened to Carol Baskins' husband. You've heard the song, Carol, Carol Baskins killed her husband, whacked him. AJ McCall on VFX, AJ flied solo this morning. Well, uh, apparently she's maintained this on her blog, Miss Carol Baskins has, but it did come out and I happened to stumble across it for the first time that I guess her former husband, Howard, was a unlicensed plane flyer and apparently, according to Miss Baskins, liked to fly low to the ground to avoid detection because he didn't have his license, which means that she uh, he would fly over the uh, Gulf of Mexico because it's much calmer which explains why his uh, truck was found abandoned at an air lot or whatever, and he was never found. He crashed and disappeared. Now, I don't know. I just, at this point, with the song, like, I'm, I tend to go with the song. I was looking, and uh, apparently there's a theory, I guess, that Carol Baskin's husband could be still alive, and it's one of the theories that runs under uh, Tiger King 2, which is just not, like... Am I aware of it? Yeah, because everybody was talking about it. Have I seen all of it? No, I haven't. I know it's nuts. And it's like, can you imagine that? You get the, the song and all that and the fight back and forth between everybody. And then Carol Baskin's husband just walks back in. And you'd have to change your whole perspective. Because the funny thing is, like, is it sad that her husband died? Yes. But, like, it's hard to believe her because of the way she's leaned into it. Because remember, she did the Dancing with the Stars thing. And uh, she did the tiger thing and the claw thing. And if I remember correctly, they didn't play the lyrics from the Carol Baskins, but they played the song, right? And it's like she leaned in so hard to it. And then I remember correctly, she threw a fit about it after. She's like, I didn't murder my husband. I'm like, you're leaning in so hard. It's like hard for us not to be like, because like, look, not comparable because we know. But like OJ Simpson wrote that book, If I Did It. And it's like, dude, we know. We know you did it. Like, just... It's too on the nose. We were already there. I think she did it. She got away with it. Congratulations. She is relatively famous. I think makes a decent amount of money on, uh, what is it, Cameo, where you'd have the celebrity say your things or whatever with her cool cats and kittens or whatever. But I don't think so. I don't think it was a plane crash. I think she lathered them up, fed it some tigers, and they had a happy Thanksgiving or whatever holiday was, and they called it good. Carol Baskins killed her husband. She whacked him. Whatever her theory is, baloney. I really got to catch up. I'm so behind on everything. Like, I, I, one of the things legitimately, if I can confide in you, one of the things I'm legitimately not looking forward to for Thanksgiving is every time we do family get-togethers, there is, without, a, without fail, 15 to 30 minutes where the family talks about the shows they've been watching, they recommend stuff. And Ashley and I, we love sports. She's in school. We both work, so we don't get to watch a ton of stuff together because you're not going to start a new show without your spouse. Otherwise, you're a piece of garbage. So we just haven't. So, like, we just sit there silent for 15 to 30 minutes. My brother calls me every other day to ask me if I have finally started the MCU television shows on Disney Plus to get ready for specifically Spider-Man because it's my girlfriend's favorite superhero coming out in December. And I tell him all the time, no. So this Thanksgiving, on top of eating way too much food, I'm going to binge watch shows that I've been saying I'm gonna, I was going to do regardless. And I know, for shame, I'm talking about nerddom all day on my TikTok. So if you're like, AJ, you haven't watched any of them? Like, they came out. The first one, WandaVision, was what, in January? Inexcusable. Well, good news. That's worth unfriending me. You might have missed the day, but I'll count it. Because it was, surprisingly, we need a national unfriending day yesterday. AJ flying solo for the AJ and McCall show this morning. And uh, yesterday was apparently national unfriending day, which... 
I'm going to maintain, again, we have too many national blank and blank days. But, 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 the thing that cracks me up is I was like, if you, if you need it, maybe, maybe you heard that yesterday and you're like, all right, now's the time to make the decision with the people. I've been snoozing their stories and snoozing their stories so I don't see their stuff. Now I'm just going to finally make the call. <laughs> but, like, haven't we kind of already got there? Like, I got to think at this point, there can't be too many people left. If you were actually going to unfriend someone for, like, stuff they post or whatever views or whatever, post-election, post-COVID, like, I, I feel like you're there. Like, you already went through and purged whoever was going to get purged, right? Uh, I just crack up about it. Because I'm not saying I have unfriended people because of their opinions and stuff. I definitely have. Because it just gets it gets nauseating. Like, I just got in this conversation last night specifically about Facebook. That it's just it just gets so frustrating to deal with because it's just blah, 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 blah. And hammer and hammer and hammer. And look, I'm not saying your opinion, no matter what it is, isn't important. But shouting it on the realms of social media where everybody has an equal voice is just not getting you anywhere. It's really just subjugating the people who follow you to deal with it and, and go about it that way. And, you know, that's how you get unfriended. Frankly, I'm just there for the memes. I'm there to play Facebook roulette. I'm there for the memes. Occasionally cute dog videos, mostly the memes. But, look, Mulligan, if you're on the fence about it, because McCall told us way long ago, I, d- I haven't used it, I'm kind of between... Snooze, notif- snooze all of their stuff or unfriend, but you can like time frame them ba- or time out them basically. But if you were looking for the deadline, it has come. Now it's time to make the decision. You got to get off the fence. AJ McCall at VFX. You ever miss anything from the show? Remember, we uh, podcast it all. We record it all, post it up. Just search for AJ McCall anywhere podcasts are. Got to find something really good for VFX's Facebook roulette. Not to rub it in McCall's face, you know, because when she's not here, it's a, it's an instant dub. But actually, you know, got to have something good in case she stumbles on the page earlier. She laughs about it. feels better, right? She out sick today, AJ Knight, on uh, VFX. So, again, if your friends AJ Knight, McCall Taylor, then um, um, we can find your posts, like, and share. Brain fart there. My apologies. Like, I ate plastic again from that tamale. So I landed on my friend Patrick for my post today, and it's a picture of a tweet, and it says, you know how pantry shelves are certain size? What if we make our family size boxes just a little bit bigger than that? Cereal executive. First of all, I love it. Isn't it weird how that stuff happens? Like, it's the same thing with, like, why buns, hot dog buns, and hot dog packages not served in the same size. Like, who's coordinating that monstrosity? It's a scam, and we're on to you. The AJ Knight, the McCall Taylor, find and ask us. Uh, or find and add us across all social media. Same with AJ and McCall and Utah's VFX as well. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for all those. McCall and I on uh, TikTok, Snapchat, all that. And then uh, always, we have had such a great response. Seriously, have not said thank you nearly enough. So many of you have found the podcast, which I really appreciate, especially with the weather getting cold in the early hours. If you miss anything, you want to go back and find it, you want to relive some of your favorite episodes. All we've done is in podcast form, so just search for AJ and McCall anywhere podcasts are. There is Facebook, there's, uh, or excuse me, iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, you can go to all those. Also, uh, heads up, we will be broadcasting live today. VFX is going to be out at um, uh, Anderson Seed. Will Phil Wright going to be broadcasting live 3 to 6. Thanksgiving, our next one of those is coming up tomorrow. We'll get you those details tomorrow. Stay warm, stay safe, and until tomorrow for the AJ McCall Show. Don't do anything I wouldn't do.